We are live, everybody. Live. It is Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari show. <coughs> ah, it is. Ah. January fourth, two thousand and seventeen. Damn it, two thousand and seventeen. Seven o'clock. Well, it's actually seven. After the commercials run, it's more like seven ten, I think. But we are live, and that's all that matters. All right, so let's uh, let's get down to business. No uh, no updates on Charles Manson. The staff is. Uh, mum, they're mum right now. They they have nothing to say. I think everybody's just in shock uh, because of this Facebook Live uh, beating. I can only imagine if there were four white people. Well, I'm being serious here. I know everybody's going to say, oh, you're just being racist. You're just... But I could only imagine if you had four white people. I mean, listen, New York, New York, and I mean the city, New York City, literally almost burned to the ground because of a girl by the name of Tawana Brawley and the made-up BS that she was assaulted by a bunch of white guys and they smeared feces on her and I mean Al Sharpton uh all sorts of civil right leaders marching and protest they they were looking to burn that city down and at the end of the day it was a hoax Tawana Brawley was a big hoax Big hoax. So just imagine, okay, just imagine if the headline was four white men arrested, beating of a young uh, black man broadcasted on Facebook Live. Because that would be the headline. The headline is four arrested in beating broadcast on Facebook Live. But if it was reverse, the headline would be four white men arrested in beating of a young black youth broadcast on Facebook Live. That would be the headline. There would be Outside of the police station right now, okay, outside of the police station, the Chicago police station, wherever the hell it is, there would be cameras from CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS, Ashwan Mashman from the Daily Beast. Olivia Nunzio, Washington Post, New York Times, they'd all be there. They would all be there. Just flip the people, flip the races, flip the candidate. 
Because here's the story, those of you who haven't heard yet. And it's slowly getting out, not by mainstream media, or I should say the general media. They're putting it out there now, but they've been forced because Fox reported it. It then made its way through social media and people like myself blasted Hack Tapper and Wolf Blitzer and Rachel Maddow. People like me just blasted them with the story. Said, are you going to report this? You're going to report this? You're going to report this? So it forced their hand. Or they would have just swept this under the rug. So here's the story. A woman broadcasted the beating of a man on Facebook Live out in Chicago. And let's not forget, Chicago not only is the home of Barack Hussein Obama, but it's also the murder capital of the world. More murders have taken place in Chicago in this past year than any other city in the United States. Matter of fact, more murders have taken place in Chicago in the history of Chicago. I mean, it should be called Fallujah. All right? Try to come up with something, you know, catchy like Fallujah Tago or something. I couldn't. I just was like Fallujah. Spike Lee called it Chirac. Isn't that what? Remember he did that movie that no one saw? The media was like, bury this. I mean, a few years back, Spike Lee made a movie about the violence in Chicago. And it got very little attention. It was like, eh, who cares? Buried it. I mean, normally, if you have a city that is going through what Chicago is going through, they basically declare it a, a, a police state. I mean, seriously, the feds come in. It's like something out of a, a, a John Carpenter movie. It's like Escape from New York. It's 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 Chicago. It's like its own cesspool of crime. Some of you are probably way too young, but back in the day, say the 80s, there was a whole bunch of movies led by Charles Bronson, like Death Wish. But there were these other movies where it was basically about these little towns, okay? These tiny little towns that get controlled by gangs. And all these people that live there are like terrorized and it's their home and they don't want to leave and They want to do everything they can to protect their home and blah, blah, blah. But they get killed. They get, they get 
crucified, uh, whatever it is, whatever, whatever words you want to use. And then a drifter comes into town. Rather, it's Jan Michael Vincent or Charles Bronson. A drifter comes into town because we don't know why. They don't really say why. They're just kind of passing through. They're going to stay there for a while. But then they see all the violence and they make friends with like an old white guy and a young Spanish girl. (laughs) And before you know it, they got guns and they're forming a little militia and they take back their city. That's what it's like in Chicago. That's what it's like. It's like an 80s Bronson Jan Michael Vincent movie without Jan Michael Vincent or Charles Bronson. It's like, who the hell would ever want to go to Chicago? Who would ever want to open a business up in Chicago? So on top of the murders, on top of the crime, now you have random white people. And what's even more horrific, the person that these uh, four black people kidnapped was retarded. That's what they're saying. That the kid was retarded. Some type of um, developmental issues. So they grabbed this kid. And one of the people knew the kid. One of the people knew the kid. And they say uh, the person might have gotten into the van voluntarily. They don't really know. I mean, they're downplaying this. They're really downplaying it. Again, imagine if you had four white people, four white guys, one white girl, three white guys. And they kidnapped or voluntarily coaxed a black retard into their van, drove the person to a remote location, and then beat the black retard up. And while they looked into the camera, they said, F black people. F black people. F Hillary Clinton. F Obama. Outrage would be, I can't even describe the outrage. I can't even, Van Jones would be on CNN right now crying. Can you believe it? 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 Can
believe the white lash. Oh, my God. What do I tell my children? They can't even go to school now without the fear of being kidnapped by white people and beaten and punched and attacked with a knife. Van Jones would be losing his Bakari Sellers. He'd be crying right now. <laughs> Talk about outrage. These four black animals, and I'll call them animals. I'm going to call them animals. When you're beating up a retarded kid, and listen. You want to beat up just a white dude in general, okay? A fully functional white dude. You want to beat him down. You know, you, you, you pull him out of his car. He's like, what's going on? And they, you beat the hell. Okay, fine. All right, horrible. Yes, it is. But someone that's retarded? Are you kidding me? Or has learning problems? Hey, how are you? Maybe they don't look like a full-blown retard. Maybe they don't look like Corky from Life Goes On. Maybe they're just like mice of men retarded. You know, like, I don't understand. Okay. That's horrible. That's horrible. I mean, it's like abusing a child. I mean, rape is horrible. It's, it's, it's awful. But you rape an adult, okay, it's bad. I'm I'm not downplaying it, but you rape a child. You rape a little little kid. That is just beyond, beyond, beyond bad. Like, that's, that's just, Rob, all rape is bad. I know all rape is bad. But there's just a level of, of, of badness. If it involves a child. And in this case, someone who's 18 and is retarded, just like a child. So I will call these four individuals animals. Thing, vile animals. And it was. Four white people who attacked an 18-year-old retarded black kid. And carved things into his head. Videotaped it. And then screamed, F black people. F Obama. There would be national outrage. National outrage. It wouldn't be looked at as, ah, you know. I mean, how the hell did Facebook even let this get broadcasted? They're worrying about fake news. Fake news. 
The Democrats at Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, this little prick, they're worried about fake news, okay? They're worried about news that makes Democrats look bad. They got a team of people that are like, oh, wait a minute, was that a real story? Is that real? What's this pizza game? What? What? Oh, my God, what? And you got four black people beating up a, a, a little white retard, and they're broadcasting it. Somehow that just goes through the cracks. Hillary Clinton has seizures. Fake news. Hillary Clinton's health is on the rocks. Fake news. Four black people beating up a little white retarded kid, punching him, cutting up his head with a knife, Screaming F1 people, that, no problem. That's no problem. And here's Van Jones crying, going cross-country, interviewing white people. Why did you vote for Trump? Why did you do that? I I, I just want you to, to understand my pain. Seriously, it's amazing. And all they're talking about is how can Donald Trump not believe the intelligence community? What do you mean? How does he not believe the intelligence community? The very, the very same intelligence community told everybody. And that being the Washington Post. That electric company in Vermont had their power grid hacked by the Russians. Which turned out to be fake. It never happened. It never happened. We talked about this yesterday. At the end of the day, a laptop that had a virus, virus, the Intel community says is the same virus that they've seen involved in Russian hacking. So in turn, this turned into Russians are trying to hack the United States electric grid. Fake news. And that's all anybody's talking about today. How could Donald Trump say he's skeptical of the intel? I don't know. The intel seems to be telling people that the Russians are hacking power grids. It never happened. It never happened. Never happened. It never happened. So the Democrats, the media, they're worried about fake news. Facebook's worried about fake news. But yet, five black people, four black people, however many, who knows, can post a 30-minute video that has a white 18-year-old retard tied up, mouth-covered, 
crying in a corner while black people are screaming at him, F white people, and F Donald Trump. That Facebook doesn't have a problem with. A story about Hillary Clinton having Caesars or needing help to walk up a pair of stairs, that fake news. Pull it down. Flag it. Just mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Absolutely mind-boggling. <sighs> so these people were arrested. These four people were arrested. I mean, this is a hate crime. This is a hate crime. Like I said, if the roles are reversed, that's all we'd be seeing right now. Wall-to-wall coverage of this. Wall-to-wall coverage of this. Panels galore. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I I swear on everything that is holy in my life. Everything that's holy. This would be the dominant story right now. Because this happened a while ago. This didn't break. Right. This wasn't a Charles Manson story from yesterday, where as soon as we went on the air, it was breaking. This happened a couple hours ago. This happened a few hours ago. Amazing. Just amazing. Just like all of the hate crimes, the fake hate crimes. Remember the the girl in New York City that said all the Trump supporters attacked her and ripped her hijab off? And come to find out, she made it up because she was late and didn't want her mom and dad to beat her with a stick or whatever the hell the Muslims do to discipline their kids. Well, we saw they shaved their heads and eyebrows. How's that for some punishment? I mean, <laughs> God, Miel, they're going to slay the old head. And what else did they do? Come here, I slave your old head and your eyebrows. You look like Bob Geldof from the world. But the media was quick to push those stories. And then when all the hoaxes came out, oh, that was fake. The girl that said the guy ripped her hijab off and was going to light her on fire, fake. The church that was spray painted, Trump, Nazi, that was fake. It happened to be a black guy who was a member of the church who did it to actually get people to think that it was a white Trump supporter. Sure, the media talked about it. And they said, oh, well, this is fair. Okay, next story. Yeah, the media covered it. They went, oh, we got an update. Yeah, that story was fair. It was what? It was fair. It was it was fair. So, you know, it's fake? Yeah, it's fake. Okay, next story. 
cover the faking with such zeal as they covered, oh, my God, this hate crime. Van Jones, what do you think about it? (laughs) It's the same thing with this. The coverage has been minimal. If you go to CNN, the coverage is minimal. The big story on uh, CNN, okay, is Trump wants to limit uh, Intel directors' powers. Oh, okay. All right. Trump's battle with the U.S. Intel. Why Trump picks Russia over China? You know, everything they're saying involving Trump and Russia, why is his love of Putin? Why is his love of... Remember back in the day when Obama would do something that would favor the Muslims or, uh, you know, some Islamic-ruled state? And if you just dare to go what's the deal with him and Muslims why you racist you son of a bitch how can you can't we can't have a conversation with you how dare you talk like that what but these same people have no problem going what do you think the connection is between Trump and Putin you think uh, uh, Putin owns part of Trump do you do you think there's a I mean, the stuff that the Don Lemons and the Walt Blitzers and the New York Times, the stuff they're saying, you just go, wow. I remember a time when you couldn't just utter the word Barack Hussein. Oh, but why would you use his middle? Why? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to apply? That's his name. His middle name is Hussein. Oh, you're just... just amazing every it's just it's all amazing and we're going to be in for just a wild just crazy I, I, I like i've said i know we won i know we won but all of my friends out there don't think it's over don't think we could go and celebrate we can't we can't you you you, you, you can't go out and celebrate can't do it can't do it we were David, they were Goliath, and we beat them. We defied the odds. We defied the odds, but listen, they're not going to stop. Look what they're doing. Rather, it's Russian hack, hack the election. That's, that's the narrative. Hacked the election. When I hear the word hacked the election, and we talked about this weeks ago, hacked the election to me means Ivan Drago from Rocky Four standing at a polling booth telling people that if they come in and vote for Hillary Clinton, he will beat them up. Ivan Drago, 
punching the boxes. All the paper ballots say Hillary. He swaps them out for paper ballots that all say Trump. That's hacking like Ivan Drago sitting in his apartment. Working on his computer and switching all the votes from Hillary to Trump. That's hacking the election. Hacked the election. So trust me. I mean, one of the other big stories that they've been pushing today is a black college band who's supposed to perform at the inauguration is getting heat because they're going to perform at the inauguration because Trump is racist, homophobe, xenophobe, fatphobe, uglyphobe, whatever phobe. Add the phobes, that's what he is. And again, nobody wants to convey a panel and discuss the hate crime that happened in Chicago. Four black people beating up an 18-year-old retarded white kid taking a knife, carving things into his head, looking into the camera, F white people, F Donald Trump, And as far as the media is concerned, that's, you know, eh, kids being kids, wacky hijinks, wacky hijinks, that's all, in Chicago, hey, at least they're not shooting each other, hey, at least no one died, Wild stuff, man. Wild stuff. Nuts. It's Rob Zuccari's show. It's Rob Zuccari's show. It's Rob Zuccari's show. And we'll be right back. Do-do-do-do. Yeah. Uh. Build the wall. It just got 10 feet higher. Yeah. Build the wall. It just got 10 feet Ten feet higher and build and build and build and just build a wall. Build and build and build and just build a wall. I just wanna make America great. I just wanna have a Trump take on my plate, making history again. Cause my daddy keeps winning. Got the nomination, yeah, that's just the beginning.
nation, yeah, that's just the beginning I just want to make America great I just want to have a trouble Alright, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. Don't forget, you can uh, follow us on uh, Twitter. Yes, you can follow us on Twitter, and it's Rob Zakari Show. That's Twitter. Okay, I know you all use Twitter, so go there. Follow us. Uh, I'm sure you will like some of this. Maybe you won't. I, You know, who the hell knows? Maybe you'll like some of this stuff. Maybe you won't. It's a crapshoot. <laughs> it's, it's a crapshoot. All right. Uh, hey, did you guys see? Let me ask you this question. We put this on our, uh, on our, our, uh, <laughs> our Twitter. Did you guys see? Uh, during the uh, um, uh, the Clemson Ohio State game, where uh, the player uh, who is it number forty two, he like stuck his finger in the uh, in, <laughs> in the guy's uh, <laughs> and I, I I guess you could say his rectum. I kid you not. The Ohio State player, the running back, uh, he got tackled. And uh, this guy, number, uh, I don't even know what that, what the hell was his name? Uh, I don't know. For number 42. You got to go, we got it on our Twitter. And uh, as he's getting up, he's got his hand, his right hand on the player's um I guess, lower left thigh, and then he goes and, like, fingers the guy's uh, ass. (laughs) He fingers it. And you see the guy move. Like, you see him move his his body. Like, hey, somebody's fingering my ass. Bizarre, but that was a highlight. Uh, of the bowl game. The bowl game sucked. Well, I shouldn't say that. The playoff bowl games, they sucked. Okay? The the, the USC game was, was awesome. But, like, the bowl games, the Clemson-Ohio State, horrible. I mean, just horrible. Yeah, I know. If you're a Clemson fan, it's not bad. You know, it's awesome. You you You, you won. But if you're just somebody who actually wants to see a good game, you're not necessarily a Clemson fan or a Ohio State fan. But, that, you know, I guess that's kind of stupid. Because who the hell watches football for just fun? You, even, even if you don't have favorite team and you watch football, you're in a pool. You got a, a bet on it. So, you know what? I take it back. I forget sometimes the whole gambling concept because I don't gamble anymore. I used to back in my glory days, but I don't anymore. But anyways, the games I didn't think were good for someone who didn't have money on the games. And then, of course, and we didn't really talk about it because we're not a sports show, but since we just 
did a little sport conversation. Ronda Rousey getting the crap beat out of her again it was pretty good. It was. It it it, it was pretty good. Uh, I got to admit, uh, I got a good chuckle out of it. I did. I wa- listen. I got a couple friends that are you know UFC heads. That's what I call them. You know, muscle heads. and They're UFC heads. I love UFC. UFC is so awesome, man. Okay, great. You know, and they, and, and they go to a gym where they can do UFC stuff. So it's like an uh, independent gym. So it's not a 24-hour fitness. It's an independent gym that has a little section where people can do, like, UFC stuff. And they got some old washed-out never was UFC guy that wasn't a UFC fighter. He was like a mixed martial arts fighter who wished he could have been a UFC fighter. I got friends that go to a gym like, I love UFC. And I used to tell them, Ronda Rousey is so awesome. I'm like, dude, no, she's not. And I was like, she's not though. She's a gimmick. She's a gimmick. She 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 was part of a created division. She wasn't a strike force fighter. She wasn't in the woman's game in another league. She she was manufactured. UFC Dana White always said, never gonna have women fighting. It's lame. It's horrible. It's and then he did some well, actually, what he did was he saw Strike Force and he saw numbers with Gina Carano and he's seen how she became a household name. Granted, not the Ronda Rousey household name, but nonetheless, it was still a household name for Strike Force. So he went, hmm, I need to get into that. And so they created Ronda Rousey. And that was that. They created a division that was manufactured. It didn't have a lot of people in it. And the people that were in it, Ronda Rousey, was better than them. I mean, it's kind of like creating a new sport. And you have three teams. And one team dominates the other two. And as the league gets bigger and expands, and you actually get better people and better teams, that team that started the league winds up becoming irrelevant. Because they were manufactured created. Somebody went, we got to start a woman's division. All right, we're going to start with these five girls. And out of these five girls, this girl will be the one that we put all of our eggs in. And as the division grew and Rousey wasn't protected per se, The minute she fought somebody, 
that was mildly good, she got killed. I mean, that was a the, – the definition of a paper champion, a, a created champion, you can't get more than Ronda Rousey. Can't, you can't get more than all those definitions than her. And she acted like she was Mike Tyson. She asked, remember, she's going to fight Floyd Mayweather. She's going to do a man versus woman. Yeah, okay. Sure. Holly Holm beat the crap out of her. Okay? Remember that. Holly Holm beat the crap out of her. And this Nunez girl just uh, destroyed her. Yeah, she's going she's gonna to fight Floyd May. Listen, I'm no Floyd Mayweather fan, okay? But Floyd would have killed her in less than five seconds, just like Floyd would kill Conor McGregor. Uh, enough. Stop. I mean, if you're talking about you could get him, get Floyd on the ground and put him in a chokehold and squeeze him, okay. But if it's just boxer versus boxer, if it's like, all right, you can't go and try to put his ankle in an arm, you know, whatever the hell they do, they twist each other up. It's one of those things. Floyd will kill McGregor. Kill him. So that was good stuff. It was good stuff. I like watching uh, Rousey get beaten. Now, I'm not like uh, some of the other people. The cool thing about Breitbart, big bad Breitbart, they got a couple guys over there, or girls, I don't know, yeah, or Milo, <laughs> whoever. And they log people's tweets in. So they'll do stories off of people's tweets, which is nice. Because a bunch of liberal sites do the very same thing. So the Daily Beast, for example, will do a story about something very, very... Um, innocuous, but if it's something that can paint conservatives or a point of view that liberals don't like, rather it's, you know, dudes with boobs and whatever bathroom they want or uh, gay wedding cakes, whatever top new social warrior thing that they want. The headline will read people outraged. And you're like, whoa. And then they'll write their opinion and they'll put it uh, in a story. So you're like, oh, this is news. Uh, Fake news. And then they include tweets to back up people outraged. And as long as they put five or six tweets, as long as they put five or six tweets that say, oh, my God, this is horrible, this is so bad, 
it backs up their headline of people outrage. Breitbart grabbed a bunch of tweets, and they're from people talking about not so much uh, Ronda Rousey, the fighter, but Ronda Rousey, the white fighter. Talking about Ronda Rousey, that white bitch. Can you believe Ronda Rousey, the white bitch, made more money than uh, Nunzio, whatever that girl's name is, a Nunz, whatever? White privilege. That was white privilege. White privilege. If Ronda Rousey was black, she would have never gotten X amount of money. White privilege. So it was just all these tweets of black people talking about white privilege and F the white bitch. and Just stuff that if the roles are reversed, there would be outrage. There would be outrage. I mean, listen. We're either going to live in a society where racism and tolerance starts from this point forward or six months ago forward, or we're always going to go back 200 years. We're always going to go back. 300 years. At some point, you can't keep going back. You got to look at the present. There, there has to be like a moratorium on how far you could go back to where you could say, hey, you should say that that's race. Racist? You want to talk about racist? Let me tell you about racist. Back in the Jim Crow... Oh, God, okay. But we're not talking about that. Oh, do you want to talk about the Civil War? <sighs> no, I just want to talk about black people going online calling Ronda Rousey a white bitch. That's all. And say, listen, if you're going to be offended because somebody's going to say, oh, look at... uh, Sasha Obama, that black bitch. And there's going to be a whole show talking about these horrible white people that said uh, Sasha Obama is a black bitch. And they did it because they're racist, evil bastards. You got to do the same for black folk that are calling people white bitches. And, and 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 just using this horrible, horrible language that shouldn't be tolerated. And if you bring it up, you shouldn't be told, well, come on. Oh, look at slavery. Oh. Dude, okay. Like, at what point does – what point can we move on? Because if it's always going to be that way, then it literally is always going to be where we are today. Okay, if white people get attacked, condemned, 
ostracized for doing anything that is um, uh, deemed racist uh, or racially insensitive. Standard has to hold true for black folk. And you can't say, well, they get a pass because of slavery. The concept of getting a pass isn't perpetual, it's not forever. It's like a pass. You know, give me your pass, there you go. So at some point, you do have to move on. You know what? As long as the Democrats need, as long as the Democrats need to play the uh, race game and the, um, you know, gender politics, as long as they need that, we're always going to be in this situation. We're always going to be in this situation. We're always going to be. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. I'll be right back in two seconds. Don't go away. Two seconds. It's a real quick break. See Hillary Clinton uh, talking about hot sauce. So don't go away. What's something that you always carry with you? Hot sauce. Really? You, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you getting information right now? <laughs> Hot sauce. Hot sauce wow. in my bag, Swag? Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Now, yes. listen, I just want you to know, people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it working? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, seriously. Hot sauce. I've been, I've been eating a lot of hot sauce. A lot of... Uh, Raw peppers and hot sauce. That's why you're coughing. You might need to slow down. I need to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a rebellion against it uh, because I think it keeps my immune system strong. Oh. I really do. I think hot sauce is good for you. All right, we're back. That was your favorite. Um, yeah, well, that's one of my favorite clips. I don't know if it's your favorite clip, but I like the clip. That's Hillary Clinton talking about what she carries in her bag, and that was hot sauce. And they're like, you know, people are going to say you're pandering to black. She goes, ah, am I? I am? Is it working? It didn't work. Sorry. So I got past a note because um, on this side is uh, studio stuff. It's like here and there. So I'm looking at a note. They're showing me the note. We opened the show talking about the Facebook beating. So they they got the little, we have a little chalkboard. One day I'll show you guys the chalkboard. Those of you who watch the show on um, the streaming devices. So uh, drunk Don Lemon. That's what we call Don Lemon now. He's drunk Don Lemon. Isn't it wild that the media has acted as if it didn't happen? A guy who's supposed to be a serious journalist, drunk off his ass, getting his ear pierced on national TV, crying about how hard 2016 was. But Don Lemon's show starts at 
7 p.m. I don't know what it starts uh, on the uh, East Coast or Central Time for you guys, but over here on the West Coast, he starts at 7 o'clock, and he goes for two hours. So he goes from 7 to 8 and then 8 to 9. So I was getting flashed the timing at exactly 7.55, and it lasted for a total of one minute. He talked about the Facebook beating. It basically didn't really mention, well, basically didn't do what they would have done if it was four white guys beating up, kidnapping a 18-year-old retarded black boy. So it was a minute. That's what they're showing, a minute. And now they're talking about what? Okay. They're talking about, because I'm, I'm reading the little, the little notes here. They're talking about uh, WikiLeaks, Julian Assange saying, Russia never gave me emails. So for almost an hour, Don Lemon did not talk about the Facebook beating. Before the 9 o'clock hour, or the 8 o'clock hour, he talked about it for one minute, and now they're back talking about what is going on with Trump. What is going on with Putin? What is it that we don't know? No. There you go. There, there's, your, there's your update. Pretty amazing to me. At least that's what I think. Maybe you don't think it's amazing, but I do. I do. Anyways, <sighs> black college faces Trump inauguration uproar. Talladega College. Is that how you say it? Talladega? Historically black school founded by former slaves. They're getting heat because there's talk that they're going to perform at the inauguration. Getting a lot of heat. It's funny. All these people that go on these shows and talk about uh, integrity and talk about morals and talk about principles and these schools, they can't, what's wrong? They can't do it. They they got to refuse. They got what? These same people didn't really talk a lot about Jim Brown or Ray Lewis going up and talking to Trump. I just find that funny. The left will only attack the weak. Have you ever noticed that? The left doesn't attack anybody strong. You don't see anybody on the left basically calling out Ray Lewis, calling out Jim Brown. Although I did see one said say that Jim Brown and Ray Lewis, well, they didn't name them by names, but they said washed up football players. 
hey, washed up. I always associated the term like washed up as being a football player or a sports star that wasn't really good and they're still kind of trying to play the game and it's long past retirement and they're just making a mockery of themselves. I always associate, you know, that leave that washed up, but but someone like Jim Brown is a 70-year-old man who's a legend. One of the greatest running backs that's ever played the game. I don't think anybody looks at him and goes, ah, oh, he's washed up. This guy's 70 years old. <laughs> what are you talking about? But think about this. So, as far as the concern, if you're black, you're not allowed to have anything to do with Trump or the Trump administration. But yet, the left is the first to scream and yell about diversity. He doesn't have enough black people in his cat. He doesn't have enough black people, uh, you know, doing whatever. He doesn't have enough women. He doesn't have. Oh, okay. Well, hey, uh, I'd like you to come and have a meeting. Ah, you can't have a meeting. What's wrong with you, Uncle Tom? You, you race traitor. It's like the catch-22 of a lifetime. So if you're black, if you're. Hispanic, if you're Bruce Jenner, and you get called to come to the White House and maybe talk about some type of job, I don't know, but the left and everybody in the media will call you out as being a traitor, not having principles, not having morals, not... You know the words. You know what they say. But then these same people scream and yell because Trump doesn't have any black people around him, any Hispanics around him, any women around him, any trannies around him. Again, nobody's talking about dwarfs. I'm talking about dwarfs. And I'll say no dwarfs around him. So here's Trump going, hey, let's have some of these big marching bands. You know, the the uh, how I associate, I had somebody go, Rob, I don't get this. this. And I go, remember that movie with uh, Nick Cannon, Drumline? And it's like these historically, like these, these black colleges, like Grambling, that do the, 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 the big marching bands and they perform all these uh, tricks and they put the drums and they're flipping the drums and they're. I go, that's what we're talking about. That's this uh, Talladega College. They're like, oh. So here's Trump going, hey, I want to have a couple of those schools perform at the inauguration. I want to have some diversity. 
let's have some diversity. Let's not show a, a, a marching band. Just a bunch of white people. Where it looks like something out of Nazi Germany. Where it's like, you know, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's just a, a bunch of white hair, blonde hair, white people marching down Pennsylvania Avenue. You know, let's, 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 let's get some grambling in. Let's get some Nick Cannon drumline in there. And here's everybody going, nope, can't do that. Why? Well, because Donald Trump's a racist. Okay, all right. So if the guy's a racist, and the guy's a homophobe, and the guy's a xenophobe, and he's all these phobes, then how do you, then how do you get anybody to serve in the administration? Like, you, I'm not saying other people won't go. I'm saying you, the you on the left that, are, are, are screaming all these things. Donald Trump doesn't hire this person. Donald Trump doesn't have that. He doesn't have enough women in the cabinet. It's like he doesn't have enough women in the, in, in the cabinet. Well, he's got these three or four. Yeah, but they're not good women. What do you mean? They're, they're against abortion. Okay. So that makes them fake women. Don't they have vaginas? Yeah, but they're not. They're not good vaginas. Oh. So Linda McMahon doesn't count as a woman. No, you don't count the World Wrestling Entertainment Company. You don't, you don't, you don't. It's not a small business that I mean, of course, it's not a small business now, but a small business in the sense that she started it with her husband 30 some odd years ago and built a regional wrestling promotion into a publicly traded company that is the NFL or Major League Baseball of professional wrestling. That's not a strong, uh, you know, smart woman that's thrived in an industry ruled by men, big, sweaty, Dirty men, she's not qualified. Nope. Why? Because she's against abortion. Oh. And she accepted the job with Trump. Got it. So by that definition, again, no woman could serve in a Trump administration, even though those very same people that are condemning Trump for not having enough women will condemn a woman because she's selling out the female race. It's just nuts. I mean, really, it's just nuts. It's just nuts. So, now the question is, will this school... Will this school be allowed to perform by the media and the extreme left? Will this school, and just like that Facebook post, okay? Just like that Facebook 
post. If the roles were reversed, all right? If the roles were reversed and you had, you know, a, a, I don't know, some marching band, okay, a white marching band or a, a, a cheerleading squad, I don't know, just work with me on this. The roles are reversed, and you had a white marching band or, or, or whatever refusing to perform, or I shouldn't say that, getting grief to perform for Obama, all hell would break loose. If any of the stuff that's going on with Trump was going on Involving Obama. All hell would break loose. The fact that uh, Trump and a few people use political theater around Obama's birth certificate. Trump was called a racist. And he only did it because Obama was black. Not because it was a political tactic. Because I didn't hear too many people being morally outraged when Trump was talking about Ted Cruz being born in Canada. And it was the same thing. It was the exact same thing. But imagine if people were refusing and other media outlets were giving people grief for performing at the Obama inauguration, or even just showing up to the White House or uh, to wherever Obama was to discuss a job. I mean, people would be called racist. People would be called every name in the book. Literally, every name in the book. How could they do this? What is wrong with them? How could they do this? What the? Racist, racist, racist. People be outraged. Well, the left would be outraged. If anybody refused anything involving Obama. You're a racist. You're, you're against black people. What wrong are you? All right. All right. All right. You win. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. We're going to take a quick break. Super quick, and we'll be right back. Where am I? Okay, there I am. We'll be right back. <laughs> I had to pause for a second. 
Are you, are you coming to the train? Led by a man who wants to break the chains. Establishment is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year on the tram train. Are you, are you coming to the train? Where brave men called out for a wall built by Crane. Media is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year yeah. on the Trump train. Are you? Yeah, are you guys, you, you guys wanted to, to train Where brave men called out the fools who lead in vain. Lobbyists are terrified they can't control our reign. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. Are you, are you coming to the train where I have a hope side by side with me? Make America great again, break the chain. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. And we are going to be respected by the world again and not laughed at like we're all a bunch of stupid people being led by incompetent politicians. It's not going to go on any longer. Are you, are you coming to the train to take our great country back again? Join the revolution, break the chains. Let's meet this year. On a Trump train. We're going to win at the borders. We're going to win. And we're going to keep winning. And we are going to make America great again. Greater than ever before. All right, we're back. Not, let me turn off. Hold on. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Rob's Gary. It's Rob's Gary Show. <sighs> so I was, I, I wanted to take a check and look, but I couldn't really pay too much attention. But uh, Don Lemon is now talking about um, the shocking crime caught on Facebook Live. Well, now it's over, but he was talking about with Jeffrey Tubin. So they were basically um, discussing why it's, it's not a hate crime. Technically not a hate crime. Technically it's not a hate crime. So I, I just had to, I just had to see. All right, it's Rob's Gary, it's Rob's Gary Show. Don't forget, guys, again, we are on um, Twitter. It's uh, robzacarryshow.com. Uh, well, you know what it is. It's, it's, it's the t- Twitter, Rob Zakari, the Rob Zakari Show. <laughs> so we're there. All right. So we're there. And we're also on 
uh, Facebook. And so I was just getting hit. Uh, Brittany Herring is the girl that uh, um, part of the uh, Facebook live uh, racial attack. Because that's what we're calling it. Okay? It's a a racial attack. That's what it is. And she has a bail of $1,500. That's it. I would say that's black privilege, isn't it? It's not. That's not. It's not white privilege. That's black privilege. Right? Isn't that it? What is it? Fifteen hundred bucks. Could you imagine if I got arrested for beat me and save me and my girlfriend by my nine month pregnant girlfriend, and we kidnapped a ten um, year old retarded uh, black guy? Okay, we we kidnapped him and we held him in our house. And we carved uh, markings on his head, and we punched him, and we kicked him, and we screamed how we hate black people, F black people, and then we got arrested. What do you think our bail would be? What do you think our bail would be? Or do you think we would be, like, freed on our own recognizance? What do you think, think, what do you think our bail would be? I bet it would be more than 1500 bucks. Where people are shooting each other and stabbing each other. It's the murder capital of the world. A little kidnapping, not a big deal. All right? little kidnapping ain't a big deal. So when they go through the list, like they're, all right, let's see here. Rape, uh, rape, torture. Okay, how much is that bill? Murder. How much is that bill? Oh, oh, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a hate crime. It's just a couple black people kidnapping a a a white retard and screaming at oh fifteen hundred bucks. That that falls in that category. That's the fifteen hundred dollar category. That's the that's the fifteen hundred dollar category. All right, I got it. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the that's the that's the category. It's no problem. So here's the question. Will she be and her pals get charged with a hate crime? Well, apparently, Chicago didn't think it was a hate crime. Hate crime. It was racially motivated. That's a hate crime. What do you think? I bet you. Okay. I bet. 
that this is going to get swept under the rug. What do you want to bet? Who wants to bet? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'll bet you. Bet you 1500 bucks. Amazing. It's Rob Scary. It's Rob Scary Show. You know, I was sitting there the other day thinking, okay? Sitting there thinking. I saw a list of all the people. Well, not all the people, but a good portion. At least John Harwood, Glenn Trust, individuals that were part of the Podessa hack. Okay? The Podesta hack. Now, covering the White House. So you got people like John Harwood. You got people like Glenn Trust. Remember Glenn Trust? Who was giving uh, basically editorial control to John Podesta and calling himself a hack. I am now officially a hack. These people, John Harwood, don't forget, he was bragging about going after the Republicans. These people are now covering the White House. These same people that complain is attacking free speech, that Donald Trump, when he goes after reporters, is trying to silence journalists. These people, who are not journalists, they are not reporters. They're activists. That's all they are. They are Democrat activists. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. The minute you leave that safe space, to coin a liberal term, being a Edward Armaro or a Walter Cronkite or a Bernie Shaw, when you leave that safe space, okay, when you leave that safe space of reporting news, you don't wear your politics on your sleeve. People are like, is he a Republican or a Democrat? Is he a li-? When you leave that safe space and you wear your politics on your sleeve, on your chest, you rub it all over your chest, you are no longer a reporter. You are no longer a journalist. You are no longer somebody in the vein of Walter Cronkite. 
You are an activist. You are an arm of whatever party you are affiliated with. So when Trump calls you out, when Trump tells you to go get effed, when Trump refuses to talk to you, it's not an assault on free speech. It's not an assault on journalism. It's an assault on activists pretending to be journalists. That's all it is. And that's all the Glenn Thrusts and the Rachel Maddows and the Don Lemons, John Harwood. That's all they are. They are activists. They are liberal propagandists disguised as reporters, disguised as journalists. That's it. And so they should get no special treatment. Katie Turd at MSMC is an activist. Olivia Nunzio and Ashwan Mashman at the Daily Beast. They are activists. They're not journalists. If Trump or anybody tells them to go get effed, they can't go and write a story about an assault on free speech. Trump is creating an environment where people can scream at journalists and and, and journalists fear for their safety. They're not journalists. They're activists. Pagandists. They go on TV and they hurl insults. They spread fake news. That's what they do. And if in any other walk of life, rather we're in uh, an office setting, anything outside of this weird, liberal, political, I'm a journalist bubble, if somebody is advocating for another side, If you're in the lunch cafeteria and you're arguing with somebody or you disagree, whatever, and they got a little birdie on their shoulder chiming in going, yeah, you, yeah, and you turn to them and go, F you. Nobody questions that. Nobody says, what's going on? What? And it's the same with these journalists. They're not journalists. 
other hacktivists. Glenn Rust is a bleeding heart liberal. His main objective is to spread liberal activism. His main objective is to do as much damage as he can to Republicans or anybody that does not prescribe to liberal ideology. We've said this time and time again. What do they always say? The pen is mightier than the sword. How do you push a liberal ideology? You control the media. I mean, Jesus Christ. We we love to throw around the whole Nazi terms and 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 and, and, and you know Hitler terms, and yet everybody ignores the most important aspect of the Nazi Party and Hitler, and that was controlling the media. The people in power controlling the message, controlling the narrative. So everything anybody saw in Germany was approved, at times created, by Hitler and the Reich. That is no different than when you look at the media today and you could point to every one of these outlets, whether it's NBC, ABC, Washington Post, Every one of these outlets has a liberal ideology. Now, just the 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 the, the mere fact that we live in the 2017 now and technology is the way it is, you can't a hundred percent have a Nazi-like media-controlled empire. Well, you could come close. I've got friends on the left. Oh, you got Fox News. Okay. I'll even throw in Breitbart, and I'll even throw in some talk radio. But if you compare that to every other media outlet, if you compare that, you're talking about something that's probably in line with 90-10. 
So when Trump says, I'm not going to do a re uh, a, a interview with you, or, or even when the media has been bitching and mo- Trump hasn't had a press conference. Pre- Why would Trump subject himself to a press conference with a room full of people that are activists, a room full of people that went out of their way to make sure Trump, or any Republican for that matter, did not get elected. Hey, just imagine, Trump's going to be sitting there doing a press conference or, or, you know, whatever, answering questions from someone like Glenn Truss. Are you kidding me? That's insane. John Harwood, somebody who went out of their way to make the Republicans look stupid, went out of their way to attack Trump. And here he is covering the White House. Yeah, uh, uh, President Trump, I'd like to get a... a, a you know, a response. Uh, oh, yeah, hey, go F yourself. How's that? And then John Harwood runs uh, back to whatever, you know, media rock that he crawled out from and whether he writes an article or he has the camera pointed on him and goes, Donald Trump just told me to F myself. This is an assault on free press. No, how? You're you're not neutral. You're obviously on the liberal side. You're obviously on the Democrat side. So nothing you're going to do is neutral. You know, that streak goes both ways, my friends. When people say, oh, the President of the United States... President of the United States is supposed to supposed to act a different way. He's supposed to be able to take tough questions. He's supposed to be able to that's tradition. That okay, well the flip side to that is the media who were constantly being told is this you know, essential part of our democracy and they're so important. Blah, 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 blah. They've always been neutral. If they weren't neutral, they were not supposed to let out that they were not neutral. So if people are going to say, well, Trump's got to act this way and he's got, well, the press, the media... Has to also conform. And if they're not going to conform and they're not going to stand true to traditions and things of that nature, then why should Trump? So if Trump's got to take from a group of individuals who a year ago went on record and said, I hate him, he's horrible, 
I hate Republicans. They're jokes. They're buffoons. Here's my plan to make sure Hillary Clinton gets elected. Why should those very same people get a pass as it pertains to being treated like unbiased journalists? Doesn't work that way. Sorry. Doesn't work that way. Rob Zakari, it's Rob Zakari Show. We're taking a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't go away. We're going to finish strong. Don't forget, guys, you can follow us on Twitter once again, and that's at Rob Zakari Show. At Rob Zakari Show. I'll say it again. At Rob Zakari Show. So, California, I should say, California lawmakers, and, and, you know, this is a bigger issue because are we state rights or are we not? You know, we've talked about this before, and I know we're going to wind up talking about it again eight trillion times. But are we state rights or are we not? Or are we only state rights it benefits us. 
what are we? Because I know a lot of my friends out here love the fact that we have legalized weed. I love the fact that we have legalized weed, even though I don't smoke weed anymore. But I love it. Love it! But when a state wants to enact abortion restrictions, all my friends don't love that. When they want to enact gay marriage, they don't want to. <laughs> they, they, they don't like that. And when people say, well, that's because abortion's already been settled by the Supreme Court, and that's, you know, a federal law. Well, okay, so is marijuana. Marijuana is against federal law. That's been settled. It's against federal law. Again, I'm pro-marijuana. I love marijuana. Don't smoke it. But I love it. All right? But I understand the bizarre circumstances that we are in today. And I say this, and I bring it up because... The California legislators have hired Eric Holder's law firm to help them fight federal law as it pertains to illegal aliens. So here we are in California. And the rumor that Jeff Sessions is going to uh, go after all the weed people is driving some of my friends nuts. They're like, oh, my God, how am I yet? We voted on this. It's our, it's our, it's our state right. Yeah, but against the federal that doesn't matter for state rights yeah hmm alright what about the gay marriage thing well I, it's like it's this, this constant battle inside the liberals mind we either have state rights and each state is allowed to govern how they want to govern. So if a state wants to have abortion restrictions that are different than California, then they can. They want to have an immigration policy that's different than California, they can. They want to have prostitution, they want to have gambling, They w- whatever they want. They can. State law supersedes federal law. But it's got to be across the board. You can't pick and choose. You can't. And why no one on the 
news shows, or anywhere else can articulate that point is beyond me. So we're either going to have state law and we're going to respect state rights or we adhere to federal law and we adhere to it and right now if you are an illegal you have to be deported okay you have to be deported that's it end of story yeah i know there's red tape all the but just the basic concept you're here illegally you shouldn't be be here illegally that's it if you're here legally then you're here legally. But you're here illegally to law. Doesn't matter if that state, that city, that town has a provision in place, has a law in place that says we don't comply with the federal government as it pertains to illegal immigration. You're either going to have and respect federal laws or you're going to respect state laws. But see, liberals don't do either because it wasn't what? What? Five years ago, maybe six years, maybe even longer. But in California, we had we we had one of those props that said, "Are we cool with gay marriage? Or are we not cool with gay marriage?" And the people of California voted against gay marriage. They voted against gay marriage. But California was very upset, or the minority was very upset. So they fought against state rights. They fought against the very thing that they're fighting for as it pertains to marijuana, abortion, guns, rather it's having an amendment or having a, a, a bill that makes you register bullets. I, again, we're either going to have a federal law, right to bear arms, things of that nature, or we're going to have state. And either one, I, I'm fine with. We should be just through and through with state law. If you live in a state, listen, if you're if you're a homo, okay? If you're a homo, all right, you love, you love, you you love man on man action. You love having your, your salad tossed by a big burly hairy dude. I I'm cool. I'm cool with it. I love it. 
Well, I mean, I don't love it, but I mean, if you love it, I love the fact that you love it. All right? If you want to get married and you live in a state that says, uh, we'll have civil unions, but you can't marry. You, you can't do what these people do, these, these straight religious people. You can't do what they do. You can, but we're just not going to call it marriage. We're going to call it like a civil union. We're going to call it two gay dudes, mar- but not, not married, but married, whatever. If you don't like that, then move out of the state. Real simple. If you're somebody that doesn't like marijuana and you think it's a gateway drug and you don't like the fact that you see uh, marijuana signs and, and, and marijuana businesses on street corners and sometimes when you go to a bar, you could smell marijuana because it's legal. You're not supposed to smoke it outside, but the concept that it's legal doesn't deter or deter people from doing it. But anyway, if you're somebody that doesn't like it, and you're like, I can't leave. I live in a city, in a state that marijuana, then move out of the state. Move to a state where it's not legal. Move to Texas. Sit. It's real simple. If we're going to have state rights, then we have state rights. We don't pick and choose which state right we're cool with or what right we're cool with the people voting on. And here in California, they're going full balls to the wall. Like, just balls to the wall. Fighting the deportation of illegals. To the point where they're going to have millions of dollars set aside a, a, a slush fund, if you will, that's going to be used to pay Eric Holder. I kid you not. This law firm, Covington and Burling Law Firm. So they're being paid Millions of dollars, or they will be paid millions of dollars, with California tax money to make sure illegals that are in California are allowed to stay. Because if they were deported, the economy in California would crash. It would plummet. It would be destroyed. Controlled by liberals, like crazy liberals, like nutty liberals. 
is going to use tax dollars to defy federal law while <laughs> while demanding <laughs> while demanding certain state laws and certain federal law be protected. (laughs) You know, telling you, it's a liberal creation. It's a liberal creation. Yes, the concept that there's people that we deport or we try to deport that we can't deport because the countries that they're from won't take them. So in turn, we're stuck with them. Is And when liberals say, well, it's wrong to put them in tension centers, it's inhumane. <laughs> I mean, it's insanity. Now, I told you guys before, the, the best example is having that new house, new apartment, new beautiful rug. And every time someone comes in, you take your shoes off. And you abide by these rules... Month after month, year after year. And then you have that party. You have that, that big Christmas party or, or or Fourth of July bash. And you can't really control the whole take your shoes off thing. Because you don't have an outside porch big enough for 140 pairs of shoes. So you're like, fine, I'm just, this one time I'm going to let people wear their shoes in the house. Well, that one time turns into two times, turns into three times, and before you know it, everybody's wearing shoes in the goddamn house. And that's the same thing what happened with immigration. It's like you make that one exception, or you make that, Five exceptions. Oh, we'll let this slide. Okay, we'll let, you know, we'll we'll, we'll let uh, young women slide who are here. Okay, now we'll let uh, young men slide. Okay, now we'll you month after month, year after year. And before you know it, all right, uh, well, okay. Well, that you don't want to take these people back, fine. Okay, but everybody, all right. And then the second... Uh, Country. And before you know it, all the countries are basically just calling each other up, going, dude, you say you're not going to take them back. There's nothing they can do about it. They won't do anything about it. Before you know, one country turns into two countries, turns into every country. And now, 2017, we are exactly where we are. It's called taking your shoes off in the house. That's what it's called. 
that used to be if you were here illegally, it was, shh, I'm here illegally. I can't do that. If I get caught, I'll get deported. It went from that to girls graduating from high school, posting it on her Facebook, giving a big F.U. picture to everyone, and saying, I'm undocumented. Nah, 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 nah. And I got a scholarship to go to college. Nah, 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 nah. Ha, ha. In a span of about 20 to 25 years, we went to, shh, don't tell anybody I'm illegal. They'll deport me. To, nah, 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 nah. There's nothing you can do. And I take your money. And now in Los Angeles, California, to be exact, they're using our tax dollars, there's law firm, to fight people or fight for people that are getting deported. How's that? Huh? How's that? How's that for a kick in the balls? It's amazing. Uh, It's amazing. Your typical, your typical lefty. Somebody goes on the Periscope. I get it. You hate Mexicans. That that's your typical that's your typical lefty answer. Hey man, you got to be in this country legally, regardless if you're Mexican, regardless if you're Italian, regardless if you're a Polak, regardless. You just got to be here legally. Oh, you hate Mexicans. You hate Mex. You hate Mexicans. Ugh. You hate Mexicans. Why do you hate? Why? Why do you? Why do you hate? Can't. Don't. Oh, what are we gonna do, you guys? That's all I want to say. What are you gonna do? There's your tax dollars in Los Angeles. But me, I deal with it. I I don't care. I deal with it. I deal with it. There's other benefits in California that I'm fine with. So I deal with it. State rights, federal rights, I did whatever. Okay, great. But if they ever had a federal state right debate where everybody could vote on reverting to state rights, federal, I would say state. If you want to have a state that doesn't want marijuana, well, then you have a state that doesn't want marijuana. You have a state that wants to have open borders, then you have a state that wants open borders. You want a state that has gay marriage or doesn't have gay marriage and dudes with boobs in whatever bathroom they want, then you do. Whatever. I'll then decide if that state has what I want in it, and then I'll move. Or I'll stay where I am. 
But I'm not going to play the game of saying, well, these state rights are okay, but these federal rights, these federal laws are bad, but state rights, well, these, they, these should be protected, but those should. I'm not going to look and sound like a stupid liberal. Not going to do it. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. All right, listen to me, you guys. We'll see you tomorrow, uh, 7 p.m. Don't forget. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Rob Zakari Show. Uh, follow us on uh, Twitter, Rob Zakari Show. And we'll be back. And don't forget to keep your eyes and ears. And keep them open. And see who's going to report on the Facebook hate crime. See if there's going to be the same outrage that we would see if it was four white people attacking an 18-year-old retarded black boy and stabbing him in the head with a knife. Keep your eyes open, ears open. Who's going to report on it and actually do a real report, not just a in passing. You are the best. You are awesome. And we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.